Listeners, it's me, Enjoy. I'm about to put up an episode. Actually, the episode you're going to hear right after this. This is my good friend and fellow podcaster, Marissa. We're working together to cover Quiet Part Loud. And the way that we did this is Marissa ran a Zoom meeting. And then she sent me the audio. So there are some points where you hear us... um, lose sound but I didn't edit it out because I wanted you to hear it as is you're not going to miss anything it's worthwhile it was a great episode I just listened to episodes three and four of quiet part loud and I'm super excited to get together with Marissa to discuss them she's ahead of me because work and life and the shits and that's it so I hope you enjoy I hope this explains a lot Don't give up during the dead space because I promise we'll be right back. It sounds a little abrupt. Like I said, we were trying out something new. And as always, I'm a work in process. This is Enjoy and please enjoy the show. Oh, it's so serious. All right. So I'm Enjoy. This is Enjoy the Balance of Your Day. I'm doing a crossover episode with the gorgeous, intelligent, amazing Marissa. Please speak about your podcast for a moment before we get into this. Will I have a wine break? Sure. Please have a wine break. Thank you so much for having me. My name's Marissa. I do have a podcast, which is on a topic that's not what we're going to talk about today. But um, wherever you get your podcasts, um, I have a podcast called The Professional Feminist. Professional is in quotation marks. And the podcast is about how women like ourselves um have you know changed over the last 20 years what our work lives what's happened to our work lives what we think about being professional what we think about um, ambition and where we want to go in our lives and how so much has changed for us as we've unpacked a lot of things and lies that they told us in our 20s (laughs) Um, and how our priorities have shifted and you know lessons lessons for the youth that's sort of it someone who is older than you I will speak for the older yes. generation we're the and- same age but yes okay <laughs> but okay before this because you and I could have just started our friendship at a you know happy hour singing karaoke and just mm-hmm. that way but instead here we are these badass women doing badass things that's right exactly and that's the thing yeah I did it now (laughs) well you know I've definitely said so you were the first guest on my podcast which I really appreciate so you were just not afraid to jump in there so thank you so much for that I love it yes and I don't think it was with you but I've definitely said this that a lot of what I talk about and a lot of what has improved for me in my professional life over time is that I feel like I can come with my authentic self. And that is something that people talk about a lot more now. But I also feel that so much of that is uh, also a product of privilege. You know, one is age privilege. I don't feel like I have anything to prove to people anymore. And then obviously mm-hmm. there's the white privilege. There's that too. So, you know, oh, I always say, so I can't believe I can't, I gotta rock this whack black girl magic. <laughs> Just like, I know. I know. Yeah. But you have to, it's what they say. You have to go in the room pretending like you're a a mediocre white man. Yeah. But yeah, I always say it. Maybe, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's white (laughs) privilege. Maybe it's a white privilege. 
privilege pain. <laughs> yes. But the, you know, anyway, as we, as we know, the, the idea is to use, use that privilege for good and unpack it and do all that good stuff anyway. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No, Although no. I was also it. thinking today, as I was thinking about what we were going to talk about, watch as I take over your podcast. I was okay. also thinking, um, and now I've completely lost my train of thought. So never mind. It's now your turn back, back to you. <laughs> taking over my podcast who's that i'm on the wine and a lot of other things to keep myself alive after a day of testing with students so you suggested that we cover quiet part loud so typically the type of podcasts i listen to are very trashy either super gossipy trashy ones over reality tv which is Mm -hmm. trash or true crime which is depressing but somewhat exciting for instance, today we came home and there was a cooler outside mm-hmm. and like, there's a cooler. Did you order something? And I'm like, as white people should, I don't order stuff in a cooler. You know, if there's a cooler, maybe <laughs> something. Maybe there's an organ in it. Right. But that's what I said. I was like, oh my God, what if it, what if it's a hand? And Ooh. she said, what? I said, I don't know. This is a time of true crime. What if somebody finally recognized who I am? Not a killer, not a killer, everybody recognized me for the fan I am and sent me a ham. It was not a hand. It was some Omaha steak. Oh, Ariel what? family for hooking me up for Christmas, but yeah. Wow. That is a very nice yeah. present. I uh, would so- accept that as well. If anyone wants to send some my way. Someone should send you an Omaha steak should sponsor us both because we just gave them a huge promo. I agree that it, well, that's also something that I'm, yeah, I'm digging into more and more with my podcast is who I want to sponsor me. And oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yes. Steak. I've been saying sex toys. Um, I was like, what goes with the professional fem- feminist theme? Um, you need to reach out to Dame products because they sponsor a few of the Femi oh, podcasts. I listen to. Oh, okay. Reach out to them yeah. because you do great promos. They have great products and I know you get a discount and I okay. will right now. Wait a minute. So in case you, they start sponsoring you, then I'll order with your code and then you'll get some change. Oh, I like that. Please. Yes. Please send text that to me. So yeah, I'll know who it is. I, I could wait a few, like a week, not like till next year. Like you gotta, you gotta make it move. Okay. So, Quiet part loud. Like I said, it's not crime and it's not gossip. It's fiction. So I was excited because it's Jordan Peele. And I'm like, all right, I can mm-hmm. get down. With you know, I'm going to support anything black. But then I was in the kitchen with my wife and I put it on and it sounded weird, like loud and screechy and screamy. Yes. And Ty was like, I don't want to hear that because she's used to my crap. She doesn't like my crap, but this she really didn't like. So I had to stop listening and I had to mm-hmm. wait a few days by myself, which in this lesbian life never happens. Yeah. But I was by myself and I was able to listen again and it still felt very screechy, but I was able to get some things out of it. So before I ruin things and say what I got out of it, you can say what you got out of it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, well, I had a, a similar reaction. I had to listen to the first episode twice to kind of understand what happened. Also, I also have the bad habit of listening to podcasts before I go to sleep at night. Cause it just like, it relaxes me. I put, a sleep, I put a sleep timer on. Yeah. Well, but I did fall asleep and I didn't, and I missed what happened at the end. So I had to listen to it again but I, before I even get into what I got out of it. I also, why I was interested in this. So I also think Jordan Peele is, is hilarious and also very scary. Um, I enjoy his oeuvre. 
Um, and so that was one reason, but I found out about it because uh, one of the other people involved is uh, Clay McLeod Chapman, who um, is, we're friends on Facebook and we've known each other since we were kids. Yeah. In Richmond, Virginia. So that's like just a fun connection. And, you know, uh, he also lived in New York. Actually, I think he still lives in New York. Um, and is just a cool, cool guy. And maybe he'll listen to us and hi, shout out Clay. Hi. Um, yeah, but he, so we did like, uh, theater. We, we were both doing theater when we were young people, you know, kids and, and teens. And yeah, and that's where I know him from. So, and he's extremely talented and writes some creepy, creepy, creepy ass shit. He was also involved in Wendell and Wild, um, which I think Jordan Peele was also involved in. Mm-hmm. It was on Netflix. It was, a uh, it was animated by the same people who did Coraline. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really good. Yeah, that was great. You might enjoy it too. If you haven't, if you haven't. I watched it. some of it, but like many times I was drinking wine and I fell asleep, mm. but I did start it, but I do recall thinking, this is not really for kids. Like this is some mm. adult business. Yeah. Well, it was good for, for my daughter's sad. age. Yeah. It was like, um, like good times sad. I was like, Oh no, this is, Oh not- yeah. Yeah. It had some sad stuff, but then it had fun. stuff. yeah, well, that, you've probably fell asleep before like the uplifting parts I fell asleep before the fun. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed it because yeah, it had, a, it had a lot of, it had a great soundtrack among other things. And yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. So what did I get out of it? So I, well, that was one of my questions. What, so what happened? Maybe we should recap because like what happens? We agreed to talk about the first two episodes. I've gotten a little bit into the third, but I haven't gotten that far. Um, but this, so what happened here? I mean, so the, this, it kind of has this feeling of like an old radio series, right? It's it kind of, like yeah, because mm-hmm. it kind of cuts back and forth to things, which is funny because that always reminds me of my dad. And he used to listen to these sometimes on NPR still, like in the, in the 1980s, he was still listening to radio series because um, he's a nostalgic man. Um, and so we start out, we we learn about this uh, radio host, right? The first episode is, you know, introduces us to this character. Um, and yeah, I, I did also, I was like, oh gosh, this is going to be the main character and we're going to have to listen to his, you know, shock jock, I mean, um, yeah. conservative he, voice the whole time. Mm-hmm. Very early that he's a jerk. Yeah. He loves being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Most jerks, he has fans who yeah. love him being the jerk he is. And I got early on that he had a radio show and then 9-11 happened. There were some missing Muslim teens and he started all these conspiracy theories like jerks do. Mm-hmm. And he kind of lost his, I guess his show. I don't want to say mm-hmm. he fell from, because there was nothing graceful about him. He lost his show because of this. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they were giving us like a little bit of his show and then a little bit of him now. And there's no, there's nothing that tells you he's in the now. You just have to take it from the way he's speaking. So at first mm-hmm. I thought he was at some type of convention because people were asking him questions. And then it seemed like he was a convention. And then it seems like he ended up in a bar. Mm-hmm. And then like his child was on the phone with him. She's like a teen. Mm-hmm much telling him you know grow a set of balls I mean she didn't say that but she was inferring grow a set and just get a podcast so then you know you can speak your shit and people still listen to you mm-hmm. and then of course 
old thing where his wife got on the phone and was just like, you need to get your life together. And he's like, you're not taking my child. So they did that for a minute. And I was like, all right, pass this because she's not going to be important. And then he met a woman approached him. Did you mm-hmm. get to that? Yeah. 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 Right. I think that's still in the, in the first, in the first episode. Yeah. yeah. I, I also, yeah, I thought he was at a convention of some kind also, but then he's starting to like, he's like, oh my God, my followers are crazies. And also the time period was not clear to me. Like it was not like they're like, I didn't think it was now because the first, the first part of it is around nine 11. Right. And, right. and it seemed like the convention was like, not that far past then. So it was still okay, maybe it was like, now. it was, it was yeah. a while back. It was then now. Yes. Now it then. Was, it was... <laughs> so he was still a jerk. Mm-hmm. Clearly his marriage ended because he's a jerk. His daughter doesn't respect him. You could hear that in her voice. And then he meets this woman and like a jerk, he trusts this stranger because there's possibility of, you know, sex in the end. Yeah. So he's willing to listen to this woman. I didn't trust her from the beginning only because this was sold to me as horror. And I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for something terrible to happen. So as soon as she came into the picture, I was like, okay, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. You're like, give me something gross. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so, so again, like going back to, you know, kind of what we, I was surprised. I was like, okay, you know, cause, cause I also, you know, enjoy things from a black voice and was like, oh, we have to listen to this like awful white guy. Um, And he's our main, but I have a feeling, you know, he's going to get his comeuppance, right. Of some kind. Um, Well, I have, I have a couple questions for you, but here's the first one. So what is this voice then? So I made it to the second episode, as I said, like past that. And there's this voice that he keeps hearing. He thinks, he thinks this voice is um, someone targeting him because he keeps talking about this so-called sleeper cell in Staten Island, you know, Islamic terrorists. What do you think this voice is that he keeps hearing? um, Unfortunately, I have read many, many books and watched many, many movies. So I'm forced to think that this voice is his own conscious speaking to him. Mm. I don't feel like it's an actual voice. I don't know if he's dreaming. I don't know if he's imagining it. I don't know if he has split personalities. I don't know if he's a cokehead. I mean, Probably. the time was right for such things. So there could be some coke involved. But I think that's where he's getting it from. And you notice it's always garbled and jacked up. It's never like, Hey Rick, that's his name, by the way. Hey Rick, this is what's going on. It's just like, and I don't know. I feel like it's himself. Okay. I'm trying not to be, but I'm a deep type of person, so I don't know. Yeah, well, I think that's a good theory. I honestly, I don't have, I don't have a theory, so I'll go with that one for now. <laughs> so my theory is the theory. <laughs> yeah, and I have so. Oh, I also thought it was funny the gentle digs at the podcasting. So this was like very early on, right? And so he was, you know, this woman gave him a a digital recorder. Um, yes. Remember those? Like that was, I mean, that was before you could just record on your phone or you know anywhere. Um, and your face is frozen, but I'm going to keep talking because I think I'm still recording. <laughs> so I'll just keep talking. Um, but I, I did enjoy that he had this like kind of gentle dig at podcasters. Okay. You're We're back. back recording again. Yeah. We froze for a second. No biggie. Um, so yeah, I just kept talking about myself, but so here's my other, but what, what I enjoyed about this, about this show so far is that it, well, I don't know if I enjoyed it, but I, what I thought they did well 
was that it really evoked this time period for me. You know, you, like I, were in New York at the time. um, And the whole, you know, anthrax scare, um, even when they go to this, um, to this apartment in Staten Island, and you know he's he's asking about bed bugs it really brought me back to living in new york when like that was a whole thing where they were just you know people were randomly uh asking you know the, people were obsessed with bed bug infestations which happened to everyone that was funny. so i just mentioned bed bugs because i was saying that you know i thought it really evoked kind of a time in new york for me um and you know the, the anti-muslim sentiment which was really ridiculous around that time and what that was like and you know kind of yeah it just so it really evoked that whole era but so i was wondering whether it reminded you of things what it brought back for you All right. So what I was saying is that my daughter, Amaya, was a Muslim for a little while. And when mm-hmm. she decided she was going to be Muslim, I was scared that she would be involved in a relationship where she was a second class citizen. <laughs> so when I heard this bit, the first thing I thought was about Amaya and how much I was able to learn about what it meant to be a Muslim woman, as opposed to what the media had me believe. So at that mm-hmm. time, I thought, thing now I wasn't afraid of Muslims but when that thing happened when 9-11 happened I didn't know who to fear because prior to that what did I fear drug dealers that I didn't know not the ones I knew um I didn't fear the police yet at that time it was a very it was a different time for me I didn't realize that it was dangerous you know growing up black and everything else but Muslims were not people I feared they were just people I didn't know they were just Mm -hmm. different so listening to that did make me think about that. Mm-hmm. And when you talked about how, or we haven't mentioned it, but you mentioned bed, bed bugs when we were knocked out. <laughs> he went to the mother's house of one of the kids that he claimed was yeah. in this And he tried to convince her to let him in by using bed bugs. That reminded me a little bit about, you know, living in an apartment and bed bugs being one of the worst possible things that could ever happen to you. Yes. And then, the only reason he got into the apartment is because he said there might be eviction. Yeah. That was a huge deal for me because growing up poor, eviction is something I still worry about. Even though I pay my mortgage, I still consider it rent. I still don't think that this home will ever be mine until it's officially 100% paid for. And that's just the way that I was grown. I was not raised to think that I would ever own anything or anything would be officially mine. Mm-hmm. Like that I still look at my AirPods like I can't believe I own that and literally that's nothing mm-hmm. but <laughs> I felt the mother's fear then yeah again she's Muslim obviously and he's this white guy clearly so he must know that something could that something bad could happen to her and that's why she trusted him yeah yeah no and he used that power it was really gross um and I just I loved when the daughter came home and like threw him out that was the best part <laughs> yep, the daughter made me think of Amaya. I said Amaya would have done the same thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we are, I guess, right? That's where the so he's he continues he's continuing to record what is essentially mm-hmm. like a podcast at this point, right? We right. don't know how, we don't know how he's distributing it because he sounds like he's like, you know, technology illiterate. Um, 
man on the street. Like he's uh-huh. just walking, speaking to people. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know where he's like uploading this or anything. Um, whether he has dial in at home or like what his situation <laughs> is, right? Oh, that's because it was then. Yeah, if he's gotten like broadband, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Um, so yeah, so what do you think? What do you think? Where do you think we're gonna go with this? Where do you think it's gonna go? Well, I was able to listen to a little bit of episode three mm-hmm. back a long time ago, like this morning when we thought we were gonna do one through three. Uh-huh. I was like, let me <laughs> so I started listening to three, and I can tell you that I felt excited. I was like, Oh, Ooh. this is really good. Some kids came into the room. So I really feel like Without giving a spoiler, because I didn't hear enough to give a spoiler, without giving a spoiler, I can say that three is going to pick up. One was kind of difficult for me to get into because I had to separate myself from disliking him so much. But then in two, did you hear when he mentioned that the boys ended up in Willowbrook? I vaguely again there's you know it seems like there's a lot of details like that that get dropped that I have to you know you have to pay close attention right? Because my issue is first he said they're missing. And then mm-hmm. he says something ending up in Willowbrook. And do you know what Willowbrook is? No. What is Willowbrook? OMG. So Willowbrook, every special education teacher knows this because we all had to watch these terrible videos. It was this awful um, asylum where they were doing horrible tests on people who were disabled, like the worst test ever. And the way oh it was God. exposed, because her, it's horrible. Geraldo Rivera, who was just like, you know, man on yeah. the street reporter at the time, was the only one willing to go in with his cameras and record. And the doc, I don't know what it's called. It's probably called Willowbrook. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly sad and super creepy because he's in there with just like his little cheap camera, not even an iPhone, like a piece of shit camera. And he's recording what's going on and speaking to these people. And I think one of the patients there had all these tests done to him. And you know what his disability was? He was um, not English speaking. And since no one could understand him, they just assumed that something was wrong with him. Like oh, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So when they said Willowbrook, I was like in the kitchen doing something. I was like, wait a minute. Why wow. are we Willowbrook? So I had to go back a bit. So it sounds like there's a reason he believes that they ended up there. But since from the beginning, they just happen to be missing. And then all of a sudden they're there. I feel like that's something he's creating also. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really do feel like this is something that's in his mind. I do think he's probably walking around recording and podcasting and everything else. <laughs> but like you said earlier, excuse me, it's going to be his comeuppance. Um, he's a jerk and things happen to jerks so i feel like i what are there like 12 episodes mm-hmm. something like I that well for him like i feel like he'll learn a great lesson and then something terrible happened like he's recording and he walks in front of like the m35 bus or something I don't know. <laughs> I mean, i'm not saying i want that i'm saying oh. I, because this is jordan peele right so there's going to be some humor somewhere right now it's kind of funny especially when he thought he was taking that woman home for sex and she was like, oh, that's here. I'm just some creepy voice, but I think that has something to do with it. Uh, <laughs> um, I do want him something bad to happen to him. He's a jerk. Oh, God, he's a I mean, but it's just, but it is interesting. So, oh, I remembered what I was going to say earlier, which is that, you know, because I said, oh, I'm not going to talk about any of those issues here. I remembered earlier, I was thinking, well, you know, as a feminist, right? I, I, it's hard for me to enjoy 
fiction because <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. you know because you can't like stop thinking about you know this analysis and I think that that's true when you try to look at things with an anti-racist lens I think I'm you know I'm it it's taking me longer to exercise that muscle sometimes you know uh -huh. right but um but I it's I think when you care about social justice in general like it's really sometimes it can be hard to enjoy fiction um but, but so far I'm enjoying it I think my only my only critique is that it's like at this point, like we're just we're centering this like annoying white voice. Well, we'll get there. We we can do yeah. this. We can, we've known a lot of annoying white voices. You don't. <laughs> okay. It's fun because my recording is taking all this recording in progress and recording stopped, but it's a good lesson. Mm, I would say here's some of that too. Direct one, he has an annoying white voice, so that's a struggle for me. Yeah. Then I and I don't hate men, but he's a jerk. So it's just like all the things I don't want to be bothered with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he's an archetype of like a specific kind of guy that I think you know there there are a bunch of. I mean, he's like the old version because he's like the Rush Limbaugh guy but now there's all these like guys like that on the internet who are I think of as younger you know like in their 30s and 40s and they just they're like exactly like that you know all these guys who like love Elon Musk and like oh my god and, you know there's just a lot of and the not all men guys and like those guys you know so I think um some of them would some of them you know consider themselves like these gay like liberals right but then they um, you know, they're, I don't think that they're very far. They're not very many degrees of separation from this guy. No, yeah. they're not. But I almost, I almost feel like I know what he looks like. If he mm -hmm. were a movie, who do you think he would be? Like, who do you see? Well, well, he reminds me so much of Rush Limbaugh, but then, you know, so what she said, well, that line was really funny. I did enjoy that where she was like, oh, you have a voice for radio, you know? And then she was like, oh, but people only hear the first part of understand the first part of that comment which he's like yeah yeah i'm ugly i get it and she's like no but that she's like with that voice with that voice who needs who needs a face right so he's got to be like not that good looking i'm trying to think of like someone well, like I that that's who i thought but i'm also feeling that this guy the guy's um political ways makes me think of rush so it kind of like pushed yeah. me there but in my mind he's definitely balding and there's nothing wrong yeah. with balding yeah, but he's bald. He probably has like a beer gut. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't have any facial hair, and maybe like a weak chin. I feel like there's a weak chin there. Yeah, he's just not attractive. Speaking of attractive, one of the students in my unit is making a movie, and uh -huh. he's coming up. What stars are going to play different people? Nice. And um, everybody kept telling me, "Oh, you got to go to the room and see what star is going to play you. See what star is going to play you." And these stars are all the way off, like. When I hear the people he's connecting my staff to, I'm like, that's not possible. So I go thinking, what's the worst thing he could say? Well, he's a fifth grader and he <laughs> came up with the worst possible thing. I almost want to put the video on just to see your expression, but I'm afraid I'll lose you. <laughs> he looks at me, points to me and he says, Danny DeVito. And I'm like, all right, okay. What? Okay. That's who's <laughs> going to play in the movie, Danny DeVito. Mm. I mean, I disagree. I, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. 
I mean, like, what are they putting in the food? Like, no, he doesn't get it. No, there's nothing about you that like my assistant, who's this tiny, light size zero Italian woman, this little, little tiny woman. He said Common's gonna play her. So once he said that, I was like, all right, I'm golden. I have nothing. Oh yeah, no, he's just he's just playing like some imaginative casting. I think that's fine. Good for him. It's very imaginative. Good for him. Dream. So think about episode three. You haven't heard it yet, but do you have any expectations? Do I have expectations? No, but now that you've said that, I do. I think it is. I think it will. It is getting. It is picking up. I did think episode two also picked up a little bit more. Um, and I do. I do have an expectation that something bad is going to happen to this guy, and I'm. I'm willing to hang on for that. <laughs> I. Yeah. I. I don't normally listen to fiction. I don't normally listen even to horror or anything like that. Although I do like watching some true crime stuff on TV, but I don't podcast. My. You know. My tastes are very limited um you know what I listen to right like I listen to mostly um I listen to why won't you date me by Nicole Byer I like her very much because she's very funny and um yeah I just you know they're long episodes also so I can like usually nurse them over a couple days um and and they come out every Friday which is nice so and then I the other I listen to a lot is um WTF by Mark Marin. Oh, I've never tried that one. Yeah, I mean, he mostly just interviews people. And I think it used to be just comedians, but now it's kind of everyone. Um, And they're just interesting conversations. So, you know, so I like that. But that's pretty much it. Like, I'll occasionally listen to Trevor Noah. I listen to you, of course. I do enjoy the balance of your day. Um, But yeah, I don't really venture into a lot of fiction. So this was really like, because I was like intrigued. And I wanted to go there. So, but yeah, it's holding, holding my interest. I like that the episodes are short. That's helpful for me. It means I can like. Super helpful. They're not even yeah. 30 minutes. I, I can listen in the car on the way to pick Sasha up from school, you know, stuff like that. Well, I like when you listen because you always give me some sort of feedback. Oh, I, I mean, even if it's not like immediate because we both have busy lives, but that mm-hmm. time that I poured in and I was completely like I was wasted I feel like you might have texted me and told me to get some rest and I needed it because I was, oh. was a mess that day but yeah you always give me feedback and I know that it's always honest and mm. you're one of um I feel like at our age although I am considerably older than you we are I the same like- age 1976 <laughs> I'm not sure why you keep saying that I don't uh-huh. know why. I don't know why. But yeah, but I feel like where I am now in life, when I think of my female friends and, and male friends as well, I have a very small circle, but I like that. Um, I remember being a kid and wanting a whole, whole bunch of friends. And I lost you again you said you said that when you were a kid you wanted to have a lot of friends yes as a kid I wanted to have all these friends and obviously I wanted to have them because I was such a nerd I could barely get any and then in high school and then we became adults and there was you know MySpace and Facebook and Black Planet and all the other things that's where I found a lot of friends but upon meeting you like I wanted to know you better and I was so happy when you wanted to know me just as much. And at this point in my life, I count you as like in my top six and like my top group of people that I know I can speak to you about anything. 
And I know that you'll always give me a straight answer and not bullshit me. And I love you for that. And I think that works for us. Back at you. Yeah, I'm, you know, I don't know. You're like number one fan. (laughs) I'm not your number one fan because I think I know who your number one fan is. Um, But yes, I love you too. The feeling's mutual. I think it's really uh, a blessing when, you know, when you have people you can be real with and talk about anything with. That's right. And it also is because you live so, so, so far away. So one day when I get a, a freaking passport and get my life together. Yeah, please there. do. Please do. No, and vice versa. We're also interested in visiting. And that, yeah, we we talk about that on the podcast that you were on about, you know, I think that that, if anything, it um, really solidified our experiences because we both have that, you know, really traumatic experience of leaving New York around the same yeah. time. So, Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get over it. I, really I know. Don't. I mean, and we're five years in. Well, it's like we left and then there was a fucking pandemic. I mean, like that didn't we just left. That's why. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Like we, we made that happen, but yeah. The pandemic. <laughs> I feel like we were just there. But then we... So I don't think that like our time away from New York really got, well, that's not true. Cause I guess we, yeah, we did have, I had two good years in there, right? Like two and a half good years. And then the pandemic happened. And then, so like the last two years don't really count. So yeah, because we're heading up on six years this summer. So, oh my God, how did that happen? Yeah. I mean, I'm so happy. It just, it just still doesn't feel real to me until, you know, when I go back to New York, I'm like, oh yeah, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When I try to buy a plate of fried chicken in New York and it costs $25, that's when I'm like, oh yeah, I've been away. (laughs) Yeah. The prices definitely have oh, changed. Yeah, that's when I get the the shock. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about while we're here? Um, there's always something I want to talk about, but I should probably be a responsible wife and go like lie next to my wife who's super tired today. But this was Aww, good. That's nice. Yeah, this yeah. was good. Work I'm gonna be shut- a I'm gonna be a responsible freelancing professional and <laughs> work on my proposal that I need to turn in in a couple days. So yeah. Yeah. I have to go back to work. Oh my God. Right. I don't even have time right now. I took off my watch because I was so amped about this. Oh, 847. I have about an hour to finish um, the tell all of 90 day fiance the other way. Nice. Trap. All right. And I'll go lie with my super smart wife who's watching something either about history or zombies because that that's her interest, either history or zombies. Good for her. You know what you like. <laughs> All right, this is good because I'm going to be able to edit out some things and then work from there, but send me what you have. Are you going to put an outro on or you do just goodbye or what do you do? Oh, and we froze again. Mm-mm. All right.